everybody, and welcome to the Flight Test that was Podcast. A really good this entry. is my this is my second uh, host hosted podcast in a row, and I normally don't do this, but today is a special one because I have two of my good friends. I have Mr. Bixler, Josh, Hi. and David, all the way from Sweden. Our calling favorite in. Swede is back. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, man? <laughs> Doing pretty good about you. Doing well, it's thanks. Going this, good. Is, this is uh, long overdue. It's been something that uh, we've been meaning to do for a long time, and we're happy to finally have you back on flight test and uh, get caught up with you. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a long, long time and no contact. I think we should change that. Yes. <laughs> Amen to that brother. Now, if, if you guys haven't watched David and his channel, shame on you because it's amazing. Yeah. He's been doing a lot of really great things. And, and Dave, your passion goes outside of, uh, of a flight as well too. It goes into cinematography and, and crazy projects, right? Uh, yeah, you could say that. And destruction at the moment. Destruction. <laughs> what it, if you're going to bring everyone yeah, up to speed. Get out of your system. Yeah. Like, well, uh, what are you doing? Uh, it's called the rocket knife. So <laughs> it, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's, it's a knife on a rocket and it cuts stuff. And you use crazy um, cameras to capture it in slow motion, correct? Yes, I have a uh, slow motion camera that does a thousand frames a second. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I wish I had the slow motion camera that the slow mo guys have that does like 120,000. Yeah, that's crazy. But, uh, yeah, like they are expensive. <laughs> well, what's uh, what what inspired you for Rocket Knife? Uh, it was the. Uh, uh, episode of Mythbusters where they use a rocket sled to recreate a plow, a plow car. What do you call it? A plow yeah, yeah. cutting a car in half. <laughs> I remember that one. Yes. Uh, that was good. Do you miss, uh, uh, you, you missing Mythbusters since they're, they're gone? Oh yeah, a, I do. There's a new one, isn't there with two new guys? Yeah, but just, yeah, that's just, not the wrong same. though. No, it's, it's like the American version of Top Gear, right? Yeah, I know, right? So we'll uh, we'll get in a little bit deeper with Rocket Knife here in a bit. But before, man, how just like how you been? It's been a while. It's, honestly, sometimes it feels like it's been way longer. Sometimes it feels it's like it's way shorter. But it's been about three years, a little over three years since you went back to Sweden. Uh, how's how's life yeah. been? How's the wife? Uh, the wife's doing good. She's uh, studying to become a doctor. Wow. Yeah, she's doing really good on that. Yep. Uh, that's, that's a lot of studying. No kidding. That's fantastic. Now, she didn't she used to, what she do, teach? Yeah. She was a, a teacher. Uh, she really liked that job, but uh, one of her uh, principal, yeah, the her boss was a real jerk and kind of ruined the job for her. And, like, she wanted to do something even more. Sure. challenging so yeah well that's uh, awesome and she you you guys work together on your store and stuff for a while too you guys still doing that uh i mostly do everything now yeah but yeah she used to uh do the bookkeeping bookkeeping packaging and managing one of the employees and yeah just keeping stuff on track mainly <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> that's what my wife does with me too yeah we, we always need a <laughs> nice, solid wife nice. in our lives for that well, that's that's wonderful. Uh, now, have you been? Uh, I've been watching lots of Rocket Knife episodes. Have you been flying lately? Yeah, um, the weather is pretty bad, but I try to get out every once in a while to uh, fly the baby tricopter mostly. Nice. Uh, but 
I got a tiny whoop so I can fly something at yes. least indoors. Those are amazing. Aren't yeah. They? Dude, you got to, oh, so good. You got to post some, uh, tiny whoop flights in from inside your house. I'm like forever curious about your house. Cause I remember, remember when you got it and it's actually, it's on like the Swedish countryside and you can see it in some of the videos, but it's like an old schoolhouse, correct? Correct. It started out its life as a school in 1917, I believe. Oh my gosh. Wow. And yeah, yeah, actually they were building the, uh, the railroad in Sweden, which is roughly like a kilometer away. Mm-hmm. And they stole some uh, rails to uh, make the foundation, like the, the beams. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so fascinating. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. So you, you kind of, I think you bought that house uh, shortly before you went back home. Uh, has it been working out pretty well for you? Yeah, it's uh it's a nice house. We're renovating like crazy because it was a like a commons hall. Like you could rent it and like have dances and stuff. Uh, so it's it was literally two rooms and it was 280 square meters, which wow. is I have no idea how much that is in American units. It's pretty it's big. big. Yeah, it's big. It's really big. So yeah, we put up walls and all that and like did everything so the upstairs is done but the downstairs is still kind of a mess nice now if i remember correctly uh, your wife is an artist and wasn't she at one point planning to do like a little art gallery in there yeah she has an art gallery uh upstairs she has a a room so she can do all her arty stuff and hang her paintings but then yeah she can hang in whatever she wants in the house as well nice it's kind of yeah, it's kind of nice. So she has her space, and I have my space. The uh, yeah, I have the downstairs like a, a studio thing. It used to be a, a stage, but we removed the floor, so we got a little bit more uh, headroom in here. And then I put up the corrugated metal on all the walls. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's nice. I like it. That's so cool. Like I'm, I don't know why, but I'm, maybe it's just because I'm American and we don't have like that that kind of stuff around here. But I'm just like super fascinated about that. And honestly, like. 1917 that's a long time ago but uh in swedish terms like that building isn't isn't that old there's a lot of stuff there that's a lot older correct oh yeah uh yeah this is not i mean it's a it's an old house but it's not as old as some so houses old. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's yeah. i saw a great episode of escape to the country um it's a british tv show where people uh, move out into the countryside and they had some Americans there and they were uh, looking at this really old house and they're like, okay, this house is older, older than your country. <laughs> uh, I thought that was <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, getting back to the, to the YouTube stuff. So you uh, actually, Chad Capper, uh, way back in the day, he kind of found you from your YouTube channel. Um, correct. And then that's kind of how you got involved with Chad and then eventually got involved with flight test. Is that, is that right? This is yeah. So I made some videos, the FPV stuff that was, man, that was a long time ago. <clears throat> yeah. Right. What? Eight, like, eight, nine years ago. Yeah. That was, yeah, man. It's getting, cra- getting old now. Well, yeah, we were looking, uh, I noticed the other day that now that we're in the new year, there are some of the videos, some of the flight test videos from, from back in 2010, they're now ranking as seven years old. Cause you know how like under the YouTube video, it shows, yeah. it shows how old uh, it is. 
So there's some, oh, yeah. it used to be six years, obviously, and now now it's up to seven. So that's pretty cool. Blows my mind. So basically, you started making yeah. YouTube videos on your own, just doing RC stuff. And I I even remember seeing some of those before I even worked at Flight Test too. And then oh, yeah? obviously you came to Flight Test, worked here for a while, and then uh, moved back home. You know, visa stuff, and then plus to go back home to be with your family. Um, what for a while there you weren't making any content and then as of recently in the past you know 6 months to a year you've really been hitting the content front pretty hard what shifted how did that how did that all work out was it just like a break or um what kind of shifted in your mind to get you back on the content train making new content okay some heavy stuff inbound i had <laughs> uh, personal issues like it was a pretty bad time for uh yeah, quite a long stretch there, but yeah, I finally got that worked out. Uh, Good. So I got, I, I felt creative again. So I wanted to do something with that was fun. And also, I could have my brother and his girlfriend and Joanna with me. And just there's no like pressure to get a good final result. Any yeah. outcome is a good outcome yep. in this case. Honestly, sometimes the worst outcome is the best. <laughs> I know, right? We yeah. haven't planned for stuff. Well, honestly, it just man, ends up even better. I have to say, I've been watching the Rocket Knife videos, and that that is my favorite part about it is seeing. I mean, the rocket's cool and everything, but seeing you with your brother mm. and you know everybody there having fun. I mean, that's. I I think that's uh, something that everybody relates to, even if it's more on like a subconscious level. And, you know, you know, us here at Flight Test, we're all about the relational aspect of things. And I, I do think that there is a lot of power in that. No matter what style yeah. of content you're doing or what, what you're doing in your content, I think that when it's multiple people sharing the experience and also um, letting their guard down, like you can kind of tell that you guys are being real. You guys are being yourselves. And I think that that's part of the reason, you know, why why those videos have had the success that they've had. I, I think that... Uh, on a subconscious note, it's a human thing that people relate to when they see somebody being themselves and doing what they love for, for no other reason other than, you know, they just love to do it. Um, so hats off to you, man. We've been, we've yeah. been loving the rocket night videos. Well, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you really, you really hit it on that where it's more or less, yeah, you let your guard down, like you get used to being in front of the camera and it's more or less just an excuse to do something with your family and friends. Yeah. Um, in the beginning it's like, a challenge, but then it just gets into just a nice thing to do. That's why there's so many episodes. Yeah. And I didn't think it would be that many things, but it's just fun. Like it's like playing when you're a kid. It's just, yeah, just destroy stuff, but kind of a little bit more purpose this time. Yeah. It's something that I really like think on hard often is just like, you know, what we do at flight test and, and how to make it better and stuff like that. And, over the years I've, I've just come to realize that there's nothing better than that you can do other than just be yourself. And now I've learned that there is, there is a little bit of a uh, learning curve. It, it kind of is a skill to be able to do that, to be able to let your guard down publicly uh, to let your guard down when you're, you're in front of a rolling camera or, you know, in front of a rolling microphone. Um, but if you're able to get past that, because it is, it's like a mental thing. It's, yeah. it's really weird. Uh, especially like when I first started, um, but one of the re- one of the ways I was able to relate to it is, as you know, David, I used to play music a lot. I used to be in a band and it was the same oh, yeah. thing. I noticed back in the day, like my favorite musicians, whether they're famous or just people I knew who I saw play, 
the ones that I liked the most were the people who just didn't care. They played their song and they sang, they closed their eyes and they just sang the song, you know, they want the way they wanted to because they love doing it that way. And that those are the ones that you related to most. And I feel like it, it goes, I mean, that's just life in general. Yeah. I mean, it's content, but it's also just life in general. Being yourself is, is a super powerful thing and it's uh, it's very liberating. So it's been cool to see yeah. you back on the horse, man, and making content again. It's, I think it's going to take you, uh, take you pretty far. It's all, it seems to be doing pretty well for your channel as well, which is awesome. Yeah. Recently, but yeah, more or less done with the rocket knife though. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, the weather is just so bad. Like it's, uh, yeah. we get like 20 minutes of sunlight. No, but uh, yeah, we get, <laughs> it's real. Like we don't get any weather. We can't plan anything because yeah. like, yeah, it's just, it's I'm just sure really it's on bad. A, I'm sure your weather's on a different level, but we've been, uh, we've been dealing with the same thing to a certain extent too. Actually, I just heard Bob, Bob's here. He, uh, he told us when is it next, next week? Yeah. End of the week where <laughs> our forecast is we're supposed to get anywhere from two to 30 inches of snow. <laughs> so oh, some, wow. somewhere in that range. <laughs> we're really hoping it's two to three and it's a really bad snafu. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, so are yeah, you, better get some skis out on the planes then. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Uh, so are you are you done for the year with Rocket Knife, or are you done? Uh, you, are you going to be moving on to something else in general? Uh, probably moving on to something. Uh, I haven't, I haven't decided like a hundred percent shutting yeah. it down. I'll keep all the stuff, sure, but I'll I'll take the rail down and move it out of the way so it's not sitting yeah. out in the yard. Yeah, I think it it would be cool, like whatever you end up doing next, um, you know, keep your content moving. But like down the road, I think it would be cool to like bring back the rocket knife almost as like a character, you know, or like a segment to like bring into other projects. Be like, well, this was a fun project, but let's see how it fares with the rocket knife, you know, something like that. Just randomly bring it back. I think that'd be that cool. would be nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it. Nostalgic reasons. For yeah. sure. So any, yeah. uh, can you give us any teasers as far as like what, any ideas you have uh, for future content? I've actually shot two, uh, episodes of like me just making things. Like I have this ring. I'll hold that up to the camera here. Let's see. Focus. Oh, it doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> it's a, uh, a ring that I turn on the lathe and it's, uh, made from a meteorite. Oh wow. yeah, I remember you posting about that on Facebook. Did you find yep. somebody so, to go and have these with you? Yeah, Christian Capper and uh, <laughs> another friend, the guy that makes the TL drone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yep. a couple months back, I saw David post on on Facebook. He's like, "Hey, he's like," and when he says "ring," for those of you who aren't watching video, he means like a ring that you wear on your finger, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So he posts on Facebook. He's like, Hey, I'm going to be making a ring from a meteorite. Uh, but it turns out meteorites are pretty expensive. Does anybody want to go and have these? I'll, I'll make you a ring and give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're making a video on that then. Yep. That's Shot it all artsy style. Artsy style, dude. I love it. I can't wait to see it. Fantastic. Now how much stress do you have when you're cutting into something that can break apart? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Oh my gosh, the first one was so nerve-wracking. That was my but phone. But it came in. <laughs> it sounded like a bomb. <laughs> uh, the uh, Yeah, the first one was super scary because I, there's not a lot of room when I cut it out either. Like I only had one chance on each ring. 
Wow. And it's just that, like, you take away so much material, like, you feel kind of bad. But I kept, kept all the shavings so I can uh, do other stuff with it. Cast it has this stuff. amazing pattern on it because, like, this meteorite is an iron meteorite. And nice. uh, it cools down if if these if metal like iron cools down at a rate of one to ten degrees per thousand years, it creates this crystal lattice that makes it look like uh, Damascus steel. Nice. Wow. But it has this like really unique pattern. You can't recreate it, so that's why you know it's. It's a meteorite, and actually, this one is from Sweden as well. So it's pretty cool. That's really that's really cool, dude. I can't wait to see the video. So you have to send us some photos yeah. uh, of the ring, and uh, once the sure. video is out, we can link to that. We'll also be linking to oh, yeah. to David's channel, you know, below mm-hmm. in the in yeah. the show notes, or if you're on YouTube, the video description. It's easy to forget that um, David. You know, it's been about three years. There's easily about what four hundred and fifty thousand subscribers yeah. that may have possibly not gotten the great opportunity to meet you. And yep. uh, and that's unfortunate. We want you to know because Dave is a, a dear part of our our history, but also as a dear friend of ours. Yeah, big part and, of uh, flight test, and yeah. uh, he's also doing sweet stuff today. You know, yeah. he, he's well, still around doing well, it. So, well, and here's the thing: is is Dave and, and Alex really nailed it and stuff. Is is what we do, whether it's with aviation, whether it's with rocket knives, whether it's with carving rings out. It, it's really meant to inspire and connect people. Yeah. And uh, the the things we do is just a tool. And mm-hmm. I think that's a special thing that. Like we kind of have a common thread in as we recognize that. And uh, we love jumping from one thing to the other to really, you know, see what we can do to, to kind of spark somebody's interest or, or fascinate them or make them take action, whether it's making a memory or creating something themselves. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, true. So, David, uh, you got you got uh, lots of content stuff going on. You have future plans. Um, what else? What else you got going on in your life, man? What do you do? Uh, what do you do when you're not because uh, you're still self-employed, correct? Uh, It's just me in the business now. Um, So I package and ship the orders and do all the the stuff like the bookkeeping and ordering new things. I do everything uh, by myself now. Uh, But then, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, And then I do stuff around the house, the normal stuff, upkeeping. And then, yeah, I try to make new things when I can, I haven't shot too many things, but I still do projects. Sure. I like to make things. Um, so I mean, yeah, I don't, that's awesome. So, I don't know. so I'm, not, I'm not that interesting anymore. David, I know hundreds of thousands of people that would greatly disagree with you. Um, but, but talking about your store, uh, you do a lot of the, the shipping and stuff uh, for people who may not be familiar of with your store, how it came about, you know, what, what kind of stuff your store sells uh, what in the purpose of your store, fill them in, uh, kind of give your, give yourself a store plug t- talk about what you got going on there. Right. It's rcexplorer.se and it's a, a tricopter, like more or less tricopter only store. So the, uh, way back, we, uh, I mean, we've been flying tricopters forever. Yeah. And we used, used it to chase around the planes in the early days of flight test as well when uh, tricopters flew better than quads. <laughs> uh, it was 
Yeah, it's great time. So as soon as I got home, I made a, a fancy kit with carbon and all that kinds of stuff and started selling that and it went way better than planned. And uh, awesome. so, yeah. So full, then, full service made, tricopter. That's awesome. Yeah. Started full size, middle size, and then the baby size. We have one, one of each nice. like, to fit your needs. And, uh, yeah, it's just a different platform. Like you, you show up to the field and not a lot of people have seen it. So it kind of mm -hmm. makes you stick out. What versions are you on of each? Uh, so I'm on V4 of the tricopter, which is technically like V8. <laughs> uh, but uh, And then I'm on two on the ba mini and two on the baby, but they I haven't uh, like changed the number on it. I just made small changes over the time, which I should have made into a separate product. But like, I don't know. I get confusing because it's, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Okay, that good summary. Good summary. <laughs> There's <laughs> been many versions. Yeah. Long story short. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people may yeah. not know what a tricopter is, but it is really unique the way it works, the way it flies, and uh, also the way it looks. Yeah, basically. Um, for people who are new to drones or multi-rotors, you know, quadcopters are obviously the staple. And then there's mm -hmm. bigger ones like hexacopters. The cool thing about a tricopter is there's an odd number of motors, obviously. So uh, it has two counter-rotating props on the front. And then the back, there is a prop on a servo. And it actually moves the entire motor and prop to control the yaw. Um, and we definitely, there was a time, like the golden age of tricopters, when when tricopters, David, and it's mainly because of David, tricopters mm -hmm. flew better than quads. Um, and they still have, they still provide like a super unique, you know, mm -hmm. smooth experience, especially the yaw. It definitely feels a little bit different on a tricopter. Um, but for a while there, that's all we were flying. Uh, we had David's tricopter. We had our flight test bat bone, the mm -hmm. electro hub, uh, tricopter, the golden age of tricopters. It was, yeah. a, it was a good time. Yep. Um, so yeah, any, um, any like, uh, future plans as far as like product development, are you working on anything now or are you, you planning on, uh, uh, adding anything to your store? Uh, some small stuff. I may, I have a completely different product in mind, which I'm working on. Uh, I don't know if I should say anything about that. It's, <laughs> it has less rotors. Than the one, than the tricopter. If I ah, put it interesting, that way. Yeah. interesting. Well, it's a good excuse to have you back on the show too. Yeah, heck yeah, yeah. I'd love Ooh, to love to collaborate like at some point when when possible. Obviously, we have quite a bit of distance between us, but we'll, we'll have no, to we'll get you out to a flight yeah. fest or something here in the future. Yeah, I was meaning to ask you and stuff. Um, not too long ago, what is it? Two years ago, mm -hmm. you got to come out to flight fest, and it was really great getting to see you in person again. <laughs> Uh, what was your experience? What was your takeaway from, uh, from from walking through a flight fest, especially since you were around since flight test began? Well, also that was your was that oh, your first yeah. and only flight fest, or had you been have you been to multiple? Yes, correct. Okay, no, just just that one. Okay. Yeah. And for those listening, that was, was 2000, uh, 2016 yeah. when you were yeah. here. Yes, correct. Perhaps yes. Yes. Maybe yes. <laughs> was, okay. It was last year. Uh, yeah, it was really. I really really like compared to any other event the build tent like, <laughs> yeah you can actually make things on site and then fly it and then connect with people to help if you have a, a problem you can just more or less shout and anyone 
that's in the vicinity just comes over and helps you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely, unique. and it's, yeah. it's just nice. The, the atmosphere is nice. It just, yeah, it just feels, it's difficult to put your finger on, but anything like when we go to Seth or whatever we did. Yeah. Seth, Joe feels, Exactly. It's, it's just, it's different. It's kind of, I put my finger on it. It's, it feels more like a family thing than like, you feel like you're closer to the people that are there. Yeah. Like there's not, you don't have to get to know them as much because you know, they're good people. Yeah. The, yeah. It's like an instant camaraderie. It's like a, yeah, it's like a family yeah. reunion. You kind of know everyone is on the same wavelength. Like the atmosphere is definitely unique compared to other events. Um, cause I, I think kind of what it, what it boils down to is, you know, that everyone who's there knows that, I mean, basically everyone who's there, they don't take the hobby too seriously. You know, they, they love the hobby yeah. and they're very passionate about it. But like, if you blow up somebody's plane or something like that on accident, like most more often than not, everyone's going to be cool there, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Not to say that the other events aren't awesome as well. Like there definitely needs to yeah. be a space for the big built up scale guys and stuff like that. Uh, Cause those guys are obviously super passionate too, but it's like, it's a very laid back atmosphere, which, yeah. which is something that we're, we're super yeah, proud of. It's not just, yeah. Fly the left pattern. Like it's not like, Oh my gosh, we got yelled at, at that New York thing. <laughs> I remember that. Neat ne- fair. Think- fair. I have, yeah, heard, ne- I have uh, heard though that the, the event has really uh, been doing well since though. Yeah. Um, hopefully, oh, uh, hopefully uh, we, we affect impacted them positively. Positively. Hopefully. Um, but I remember yeah. going back to flight fest. I remember 2016, uh, that was one of the, honestly, one of the craziest years, uh, of flight fest for me personally. I mean, it was one of the biggest, uh, this year actually was bigger by mm. quite a bit, but I don't know for something about 2016, it felt, it felt really, it was the first like real, real big one that we did. Um, I mean, I guess they've all been kind of big. Well, it was, yeah, you nailed it. Basically, the first two years were ramping up, we learned, and then the second year, it wasn't just growth. It was like an exponential growth. Yeah. But also, it was a new layout that had a, a much more thought out, you know, structure to it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the weather cooperated, yeah. the everything it was, aligned. It was pretty cool. Know, I, I feel like 2016 was the first flight fest that we that we had where we actually like kind of knew what we were doing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we're, that being said, we're still making it up as we go. We're not experts by any means. should mean. say the volunteers knew what they were doing. Exactly. Yeah. The volunteers <laughs> made it happen. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. And I remember just like walking around this crazy event and uh, looking around and this guy came up to me uh, with a black shirt wrapped around his head and just like started like saying stuff to me and I couldn't hear what he was saying. I was like, huh, what? And uh, he took his shirt off his head and it was David. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, it was the Swedish guy dealing with the sun and the heat because it was actually pretty hot. It was like it was a super oh, middle so July. Hot. Yeah. So he was trying to yeah. stay out of the sun. He was all red already from getting sunburned. <laughs> and uh, I just remember actually, I still have a bunch of photos in our archives from that year of you <laughs> flying. Uh, nobody knew who you were. You're just a weird guy with a shirt on your head. I remember you flying with the after hours guys flying your radians. I have some funny pictures. I'll have to send them to you. Yeah, but it was uh, yeah, and you were rocking the man bun then too. Yeah, that was the, the year of the man bun, which it's on it's on yeah. its way back currently, unless I get it cut. It's getting close. It's getting long. Oh again. yeah, 
So it was it was really great to connect with you there, Dave, and, and catch up with you. I really hope that this, that isn't the last time you come back down. Uh, are yeah. there any plans to uh, to return to the U.S. to visit or to do some work? Uh, not currently, but I hope I really hope I can make it to Flight Fest this year. Nice. It would be nice just to more or less just to hang out. Just nice to yeah go somewhere and just yeah meet RC people. I don't see too many of them here in Sweden. They're uh, few and far apart. This is probably, and, and I don't want to get too personal. How was it? Because when you came to the U.S., we did all this content, and uh, especially with the way you know we've all kind of evolved. What was it like where you got to fly with people constantly, and then you go back home to uh, to fly? It, was it a difference to you? Did you feel that? Because uh, for me, if I'm not flying yeah. with a friend, I don't want to fly at all. More or less, yeah. I didn't fly for a quite a long time there. Like really, just. I flew because I needed to get the tricopters to fly as good as possible and do tunes and that, but I didn't just walk out to fly for fun. Yeah. It's it's crazy what a social hobby it is, you know what I mean? And how much more benefits the hobby brings when it's done in a in a much more social atmosphere with friends or family. Oh yeah, for for sure. It's it's really that's yeah, you start out in the RC um hobby because you're interested in planes but if you can't share you just lose interest really quickly yeah yeah like you just you need someone to help yeah. you pick up the pieces exactly and also witness the the spectacular <laughs> crash if you just crash on your own it's just sad but if you crash with people there it's hilarious <laughs> awesome awesome yep well, man, it, it's so great to, you know, get to hear your voice again, but also to catch up with you. Um, I really, I don't want this to be uh, yeah, another this is, year in between. This is definitely going to be a couple part podcast a year, uh, at least, you know, we definitely want to yeah. keep up with you. Um, speaking of which, we actually just recently caught up with Peter last week. We did mm-hmm. a podcast with him. Um, I just am curious. Yeah, I just listened to it. It was really good. Oh, nice. Yeah, just out of curiosity, we talked about his homemade plane. I was uh, wondering if what your thoughts were on that whole whole series that he did on his YouTube channel. It's pretty crazy, huh? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's so good. And the first couple episodes, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for sure. Like, yeah, he yeah, yeah he's gonna die. He was <laughs> talking about doing stalls and stuff. Oh, I'm no. like, no. Yeah, I know. No. We were, we were all super nervous for him too. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, to- but it turned out so good. It's good to fly through the air, but don't push it. Yeah, it did. And and honestly, after talking to him and after, honestly, I think it's a really good thing that he kind of went through the experience publicly because he was saying how he actually did get quite a few takeaways from the comments. He said there were a lot of comments that were just people being, you know, kind of trolling or whatever. But there were a lot of comments where people pointed out things that legitimately helped him along the way get that thing in the air. And just listening to his uh, thought process of how he flew it and uh, his plans for the future with it. Um, he's honestly like way more responsible than I would have ever expected. Peter, if you're listening, no offense, dude, you know, I love you. Um, but yeah, he's in, in a lot of people. He's, he's very, uh, Peter can be very sarcastic and funny and joking uh, very often. But what a lot of people don't realize is he's a certified private pilot mm-hmm. and he, he does know what he's doing. And uh, as any form of flight, whether it's RC or even more so general aviation, it's all just risk mitigation. And after talking to Peter in that podcast, uh, it was pretty clear that he he understood the risk pretty well 
and uh, he, you know, he's flying the thing accordingly, and he, he's got a lot of uh, future plans for fu- not necessarily this plane, but future projects. So it's going to be interesting to see what that kid does, you know, with with aviation oh, moving yeah. forward. Uh, but all that being said, uh, David, I know when you were here, uh, we would always talk about uh, general aviation, getting pilot's license and stuff like that. You've always had an interest in gliders. Um, do you still have interest in that? Do you have any plans to try to try to get get your butt in the air? I have, uh, but Joanna says mostly no because she know <laughs> she knows I'm gonna die. <laughs> like I'm just gonna get irresponsible after flying a hundred hours or a thousand hours. I'm just gonna get irresponsible and fly too close to stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, the, the, that's why the, you can do paramotors? Paramotors get close to stuff, but it's oh not as dangerous. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That series is amazing. <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, it's so good. We just got oh, to do so the jealous. we just got to do the fun stuff and fly. The person yeah. who made the video is awesome, is uh, Jeremy. Yeah, and uh, he he did an awesome job. But yeah, paramotors, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely awesome. And it, next time you're here, or even if we come over to Europe, uh, flight test. We don't have any official plans, but we hope to get over to Europe. We'll at, bring some gear at some point Ooh. in the future. But we'll bring some gear, get you kiting on the ground, because even flying those things on the ground yeah. is is fun. I mean, it's all, it's like just as relaxing as yeah. flying like an RC plane. Oh wow! Yeah, heck yeah! I could do it on slopes in the beginning as well. There's some good slopes around here. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know a lot of guys. I'm in a bunch of paramotor groups on Facebook now, and there are a lot of guys who say, "Oh, you should start with paragliding." But then there's other guys that say, oh, you should start with paramotoring. Yeah. I obviously know more about paramotoring. I feel more comfortable starting on paramotoring. And the, th- the difference is because paramotoring, uh, like you can fly in perfectly still air. Uh, you can fly, you know, when it's oh, dead true. calm. Whereas paragliding to have like success um, or to have like long flights, you, you almost have to have like a little bit of thermal activity or like some slopes some and stuff lift. like that. I guess... I guess for learning, uh, yeah. D- Daniel Riley from RC Test Flight, which we don't recommend doing it the way he did, but he taught himself, and he just basically when it was super calm out, he just went and ran off a mountain and just kind of glided down. Oh, so, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny. It's like you don't – I think uh, Eric Farewell said it really well. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And you can learn it really quickly, yeah. but you need someone to share that knowledge. But once you get that knowledge, it, it really unlocks a whole new world. And what I love compared to the fixed-wing aircraft – is you can literally have a motor and a wing in a bag and yeah. you can go anywhere you want and you can open it up and you can fly. You don't have to fly it there yeah. to fly there, you know, and, and that's what really kind of opens up my mind with, with paramotoring. It doesn't replace fixed wing flight, but it definitely gives you a level of flexibility. And uh, I think, I think if anyone has a fascination with flight, especially if there's concern about either cost or uh, safety, in my mind, paramotoring is a perfect gateway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like any form of flight. Like it's as safe as you make it. Like you can, like the wing that we fly on is like a, uh, five star crash rating Ford, you know, Ford Taurus. It's like a Cessna 150. Exactly. It's like super (laughs) slow and docile. Like you, you, like you have to do something really dumb to mess it up, especially if you're flying in calm weather, but like they go all the way up to unclassified wings where, you know, you get higher performance, but they're not safety rated. Yeah. Um, and those obviously are a lot more risk inherent, but yeah, definitely fun. We'll have to get yeah. you next time we, we cross paths, we'll have yeah. to get you kiting. I would love to know, and this is, I don't want to yeah. sound self-indulgent. What's your perspective of flight tests on how it's evolved, you know, from, from when you watch on the show, uh, what's your, what's your takeaway? Ooh, it's a good one. 
Ooh, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. That came out of nowhere. I'm Sorry. not prepared. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, no, I, that's good because you, you get the the honest answer now. Then, yeah, yeah, uh, it's actually it, it's really good. Uh, yeah, brutally honest. It had a dip uh, for a while, but then you find you found the groove again, and yeah, it's it's really good because the vlogs as well. Like you get to know all the people in a different way from the style we shot. So yeah. in many ways, you've improved on that. Like you feel, you get to know and feel like you're friends with you guys in a different way. Cool. That's awesome. So it's really nice. And the full scale stuff, I personally really like it. So uh, yeah, I'm really into that stuff. So yeah, awesome. man, that you got to fly. Man, I'm so jealous. You get to fly jets and stuff, man. <laughs> I'm two inches shorter, so you know. <laughs> yeah. well, and Dave, I appreciate the brutal honesty. Yeah. And and going back to what you said earlier in the show here is we felt that dip too. And what it was was during the transition time and everything, we were trying to do the best, highest production value content we could. Yeah. But what we were forgetting is the fact that we we're all dear friends who love each other and want to do life with each other. And once we decided to put the you know, the worrying about the content aside and just do life together and just connect through a common activity, everything turned around. Yeah. It's kind of, it's been a, uh, it's been an interesting time. Like since you left, like there, there have been the the highs and lows of both uh, content and just like our, our, you know, our business in general, like yeah. we've been through a lot and we've learned a lot. Um, but yeah, the vlog, the vlog, it was definitely a interesting experiment. And I think we definitely learned a lot. The interesting thing about like back in 2010 when Flight Test started, the format of the show back then was kind of like edgy at the time because YouTube was a relatively new thing. And uh, the production value of Flight Test back then was like that of a TV show, which was unique and it was different. But now YouTube has grown to a thing of its own. It's it's completely separate from, you know, television and broadcast TV Mm -hmm. And so, like now, like that hosted, that hosted uh, kind of format, um, it's kind of uh, it, it still has it's value. Dying, yeah. It, well, yeah, it still has value no, in certain. Yeah, it's going so, away. It yeah. really is. Yeah, you look at like some of the biggest YouTubers out there, and there's very few channels other than like more informational channels, like uh, tech tech channels, like Linus Tech Tips or something like that. Though, and I think that is where it's appropriate to have more of a hosted. And for our example, like our build videos, like obviously you still need to present those, you need to host mm-hmm. those. But we're kind of yeah. we're kind of always trying to uh, continue to develop our our shooting yeah. style, both on the vlogs and on the uh, and on the episodes, to kind of get more relational and kind yeah. of like have like a more uh, kind of what we talked about earlier. Just let our guards yeah. down and just be ourselves uh, rather than like you know, putting on this presentation pants and <laughs> presentation pants. We got to save that. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate the, yeah. appreciate the feedback. Um, and, and for those of you watching, if you guys have any feedback, leave us a comment. Yeah. We'd love yeah. to hear it. Well, we definitely, we definitely still stay, take that seriously. Uh, you know, from day one, it's been uh, the goal to serve the community and see where they want us to go. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't have a vision that's clear, uh, yeah. but we really want to make sure that people feel heard. And that also that, uh, that we're, you know, serving them the best way we can. And uh, it's, it's just kind of cool to see how we all have evolved as people. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love the fact now that when we wake up, we're not worrying about, you know, what kind of content do we want to do? It's really what kind of message do we want to send and, and what kind of memory do we want to make? Yeah. 
For sure. And David, I have to say, say to you too, man, like I've always been a fan of your videos. Like I said, I watched your early videos even before flight test, but the way that you capture stuff and present stuff on your channel, it's evolved quite a bit too. And uh, specifically with um, the rocket knife videos, like I, I definitely love the concept of the rocket knife, but even more so kind of, I kind of already touched on a little bit, but like the way that you're capturing stuff is kind of like semi vloggish and experiential. Like I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of that. Um, I think that that style of content you start watching and you just keep watching it without even knowing it. And I think it's like a subconscious thing. Like you just, you feel like you're there almost. And I love seeing your backyard. Oh, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like the countryside. Yeah, Sweden's I, awesome I gotta, during the summer. That's the best two days of the year. <laughs> I got to make it out there sometime, man. Oh I'd love gosh. to see Sweden. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. Oh, well, very cool, man. Well, wrap, we're about at time. It's crazy how fast it goes. Yeah. Um, as we wrap oh, yeah. up, what what do you, uh, anything you'd like to plug, anything you got coming up, anything you'd like to say for yourself? <laughs> uh, good question. Just, uh, yeah, keep sharing things. Now it's just, yeah, like the most important thing is just watching, sharing, and give feedback. Yeah. Like it just benefits everyone if you just say what you think and give good criticism. Like, yeah. not positive, but good. Yeah. Like, well, they taught like constructive. Constructive. Yeah. They, they taught me, I went to school for design, and one of the big lessons I learned is that there's no such thing as bad criticism. So you can be a jerk and you can be negative and that that's not helpful, but like criticism, even if it's bad, you know, like I don't like this because of this, like that helps creators like yourself and like us a lot. And uh, uh, being able to share that and also from our perspective, being able to take criticism like that is a super valuable thing and it's only going to make the content better. So I agree, David, uh, anything that yeah. you guys out there can do to help uh, improve, we're, we're all ears. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, oh my gosh. Yeah. More, do more. Yeah. Just do more content. Yeah. Like I, I really like it. It's uh, yeah, it's getting better and better. Just yeah. Keep doing it. And uh, yeah, you'll, you'll hit 2 billion subscribers in no time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, one thing, Dave, I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, man, is you have an open door anytime, anything you develop, anything you create, uh, please feel free to reach out. And especially if you're ever coming to the States, we would love to connect with you, do content with you, and also just reconnect with you. Yep. Ah, thank you. Likewise, dude. And awesome. uh, uh, back on the uh, content phase, actually, uh, Steph and I have been kicking around the idea. Um, we we make content, and David obviously makes awesome content, but we're, we encourage you guys, too, to take a camera out, take your yeah. phone out, go out and record the experience and post it and share it. It's, it's actually like a very fun thing to do. Stefan and I, we're going to be doing at some point in the near future, we're going to be doing a vlog that kind of shows how we go about capturing our vlogs. Um, they're, they're blog about <laughs> vlogging. Vlog. Oh, kind, so kind of just vlog like how section. to, how to capture an experience more vlog is like a buzz term. Yeah. You know, there's so many different types of vlogs out there, but anyways, we're going to be sharing that with you. Uh, so let us know if that's something you guys would like to see. And David, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you uh, taking the yeah. time. What time is it in Sweden right now? Uh, five o'clock. Oh, that's not, too bad. not bad at all. It's 11 o'clock here in the morning. Nope. <laughs> so thank you everybody out there in the internet world for listening. Uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe. If you are on iTunes or Google play, if you're using an Android, leave us a review. Uh, not only does it help us get better at doing this, but also it will let other people know about us. So there's RC people out there looking for some fun RC content to listen to. Uh, you're going to help them out as well. 
Um, David, thanks again, man. Um, Wish you all the best, man. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah.